those that are able to watch and uh, enjoy tonight and uh, the ministry of the Word of God. Just as we wait for those who are joining us to um, get online, uh, just got a couple of things that I'm really excited about and want to share with you tonight. Uh, first thing is we've got a um, in-person prayer meeting this coming Thursday night at the Empower Centre Gospel uh, starting at 7.30 so if people can arrive about 20 past 7 that would be fantastic and uh, we're going to have a time of worship together we're going to pray and uh, we're believing for, for miracles for God to move mightily as we come in agreement stand together in the presence of God corporately as the body of Christ and uh, we're so looking forward to you coming along being a part of that with us this coming Thursday night don't forget to sign uh, pre-register and, um, and and be there on the night it's going to be great 7.30 this coming fr uh, Thursday night and then this time next week uh, we are going to be in uh, the Empower Centre in Gosport and we will be doing FC Local and we're going to do it live coming out of the Empower Centre in Bridgemary and we want you to be there with us so again you're going to need to register uh, get signed up and uh, come along next Sunday night we're going to have half an hour of worship so the meeting starts at 7 30. We're going to have half an hour of worship together and then we're going to go into uh, the word from 8 to 8 30 and uh, we just wanted we're super excited and I trust that you are as well our first opportunity of really coming together under one roof and uh, just spending that time worshiping and uh, being together around the word as well so super excited about that make sure you sign up make sure that you're a part of that next week we will be recording it so um, if you're not able to be there next Sunday night you'll still be able to watch it same time same place um, at 8 p.m. so those who want to be there there's going to be half an hour of worship for those that are going to just tune in for the the word at eight o'clock um, please join us as usual so uh, we're going to continue on looking at the, the fruit of the Spirit. And tonight we're going to look at two of the fruits together because they really complement each other. They work so well together. And I just wanted to take this moment in the life of Jesus where he's, he's speaking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, those who were around him at that time. And they were asking questions, the scribes and, and all the rest that they were asking this particular question and Jesus just incredibly uses his words to share something of the fruit of the Spirit in the life of the Samaritan. We're not going to get there just yet, but I'm really excited about the Word of God tonight and how it potentially could affect our lives, how it could affect our family and the church, but most of all, how it can affect our neighbours, our community, those that we rub shoulders with in this town and thereabouts so i'm really excited about that let me just pray as we get into the word of god tonight trust you have your bible trust that you have your notepad and pen just write down some thoughts as we go and um, you can just go over it in your connect group this week or go over it in your notes and study some more on it throughout the week okay let's pray father we thank you for your word i thank you that you became the word the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and father we thank you that today we honour you, we honour your word and Lord we just ask as we open our hearts that the word of God, the seed 
the spiritual seed of your word would fall on the good ground of our heart and Lord that it would produce a harvest in our life and in the lives of those around us in Jesus name amen okay so we're going to continue to allow the spirit of God the law of the spirit of Christ in us changes us the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus it changes our life as we allow him to have preeminence as we allow him more space in our life and we deal with self we deal with our humanity and we allow ourselves to become more and more spiritually minded see that that's the key to our spiritual growth and maturing in Christ is allowing our lives to be subject to him see living according to the fruit of the spirit enables us to begin to live the kind of life God intends for us to live I love the fact that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature before God and man he grew in his wisdom and his stature he grew in those things and for us as Christians we've got to allow the word of God and the Holy Spirit in our life to deal with those areas of our humanity that we so easily can can lean toward when actually we should be spiritually minded not carnally minded you see we live in a society that has a tendency to look after number one we 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 want things done our way at our time when we want it how we want it and life revolves around self but the fruit of the spirit regarding uh, the fruit of kindness and goodness takes our eyes off of self and focuses them on the needs of others and when you look at Jesus he he just exemplified what it was like to walk with kindness and goodness because everywhere Jesus went um, the scripture I think is Acts 10 38 how Jesus um, went around healing all that was sick and oppressed of the devil but it was it was that kindness that was it was that anointing that goodness in his life and he went around touching the lives of everyone healing blessing protecting delivering setting people free and that has got to be what's in our hearts too taking our eyes off of self focus of them on God and then God will reveal the need that is key to our journey so let's read this again from the book of Galatians we're going to read it again from the Passion Translation Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and 23 but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions joy that overflows peace that subdues patience that endures then we have kindness in action and a life full of virtue or goodness faith that prevails gentleness of heart strength of spirit which is self-control never set the law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless i love that and i love the way in which the passion translation expounds on those things kindness and goodness are two of the fruit of the spirit that needs to be outworked in our lives for the benefit of others it's an expression of god's heart as we touch the world around us listen to this in matthew chapter 5 verse 7 it says this 
those who show loving kindness are happy because they will have loving kindness shown to them. It's the law of sowing and reaping. We don't show loving kindness because we want it, but actually whatever whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. So kindness, I just want to define the two. Kindness is defined as warm-hearted, considerate, sympathetic, to be kind and forgiving, to act kindly. Kindness should be expressed in our words, in our deeds and in our actions. I think it's Proverbs 31 says that the law of kindness should be on our lips. Speaking kind words, speaking out kind thoughts toward others and then expressed in deeds and in action. And goodness is defined as the supernatural urge in a person to reach beyond himself to meet the natural needs of those around him. So goodness is the supernatural urge in a person to reach beyond himself to meet the needs of those around him. I think that's just a great expression of what goodness is. John Wesley, the, the great writer, and, and um, you know, it, it, he said this 250 years ago. Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. And I think that's just great because it's, it's, it's the doing, it's the being, it's the supporting, helping, being there for others. Both goodness and kindness are active words. They need actions. Actions need to respond to the, the words that are spoken. I remember when I was about 16 years old and um, I was walking along uh, the high street or commercial road, high street, and um, I think there was, a, there was a big church outreach going on and it was going around, I think, the Buckland area. And it was only for those that were 18 and above. And I just felt absolutely gutted. So I just kicked my heels, walked off down to Commercial Road and just wandered up the high street. And I remember as I walked down the high street, I saw this man who was clearly very much a down and out we would class, I guess, today a, a tramp, not just a homeless individual, but he, 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 he was sat there in absolute rags and tatters. And as I looked at him, my heart was moved on the inside. And I noticed that his, his toes were hanging out of his shoes and he had no socks. And in this moment of, of compassion, in this moment of wanting to do something, I remember as a 16-year-old lad, had I had my favourite football socks on. And they were warm and they were dry. And this man had none. And I remember standing next to him, sat down next to him. I took my shoes off. I took my socks off. And I handed them to him. And his face just lit up with thanks and gratitude for that act of kindness. I wonder how many times in life we... Just walk on by situations. I'm not saying the homeless or, or the needy, but the, the Lord, by the Spirit of God, has revealed something or someone or a situation, and we just happen to walk on by without giving it a second thought. Can you imagine what the world would be like 
if there was a little more kindness and goodness going around. So tonight we're going to take a moment to look at this very familiar passage from the Bible. You're probably already there. You're probably already thinking, I know where he's going with this. But if you turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 10, verse 25, and I just want to just expound on some of these thoughts and just to bring out some thoughts along the way. So Luke chapter 10, verse 25 says this. One day, see when Jesus starts talking about one day or a certain day or um, a, a certain person, you know it's a true story. It's not, it's not made up. It's not a parable. Jesus is talking about a real event, something that actually did take place. So here we go. Luke 10, 25. One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Now, I don't know about you, but I believe that we're living in a day and an age right now, 2020, in October, where people are asking the exact same question. What must I do to be saved? There's no stability in the world around them. There's no security going on. There is nothing that is holding this world together. There is desperate need. There's desperate financial need. There's desperation to get out of this mess that this world is in right now with COVID. And people are asking this same question. What must I do to be saved? And I believe we're living in a generation that are seeking answers to very real questions. And the key is we have the answers to those questions. This guy wanted to know, in this situation, he wanted to know who, who um, how should he be saved? And Jesus turned around and he says, look, I'm not going to give you the answer to this. Let me flip it around and let me ask you that same question in Luke 10, 26. And he said to him, what is written in the law and what is your reading of it? So he switches the question around and begins to ask this guy. So he says, so he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, and he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. But the guy wanting to justify himself said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? I read this definition of a neighbor and I don't think you can get any better than what this is. A neighbor is anyone whose needs you see and whose needs you're able to meet. I, I, again, I remember... Um, again, a few years ago, I was down um, at the ferry waiting for uh, all the youth to come over from Portsmouth when our youth used to go over to Momentum in Portsmouth. And I remember um, just sitting in the van, waiting and waiting. I could hear this noise going on. I could see this crowd of people uh, across the way. And I just sat there for a few moments. I thought, I can't just sit here. I've got to see if someone needs um, help. And um, the crowd dispersed and everyone ran away. And there was this person just laying on the floor who had just been beaten up uh, by a, a, a guy with a golf club. And um, I just went over to him and just to see how he is, how I could help. And um, again, 
the guy was very appreciative of that moment because someone came to his assistance. Let's dig into this tonight in Luke 10 verse 30. Then Jesus answered and said, a certain man. Again, this is someone that Jesus has identified and has met. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. This guy has fallen on tough times. And I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life where I've fallen on tough times. There are many in our communities right now who are falling on tough times. Now, when you fall on tough times, it doesn't mean that you have to be physically beaten or stripped naked. Tough times can be like this. You're stripped of your dignity or you're stripped of your innocence or you're stripped of love and affection or you've been stripped of a promotion or a position in your workplace or you've been stripped of your confidence or self-confidence. There are many bad things that happen to innocent or good people. And this guy was in, was a, a, a he, he'd fallen into this, he didn't plan it, he'd fallen into this uh, horrendous crime that had taken place. And he, like many others, in church and in this world, we need a hand up at times. We need someone to come alongside us, someone with a heart of compassion to show us the way of kindness and goodness. And Jesus continues in these thoughts and he talks about this likely candidate that then comes along the way. I love the way Jesus uses these individuals in Luke 10 verse 31. Now by chance, a certain priest came down the road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. It's amazing that, that Jesus uses the church leader or the priest. He could have said the Pharisee, the Sadducee, those that chose not to see. But he used this guy as the priest. The poor man is on the floor. He must have heard this priest coming along. Maybe he was whistling a happy tune. Maybe he was muttering or praying under his breath. But what we do know is that the man saw, the man then passed by. Again, I wonder how many people in life do we just pass by when actually what they're needing is an act of kindness or for us to show goodness to their life. Who better to help this guy than the priest? The fact that he saw the need and chose not to meet the need and walked on by. We've got to ask the question, why would this so-called man of God do such a thing? What caused him to cross over the road and not walk over to meet that need? Maybe he had a tough day himself maybe the high priest just wanted to get home without another incident to deal with maybe maybe in his own mind his good works finished or started at nine finished at five and he was a jobs worth kind of guy i've done my hours forget it now or maybe he was just too busy maybe he had another engagement to go to another event to be at 
another pressing engagement. We don't really know. Maybe he, he had a, I'll leave it to somebody else's attitude. Each of those thoughts, if there's a need, there's a need. And that need needs to be met. And maybe, just maybe, God brought you along to meet the need. Not somebody else that's going to come along, but you and I. Remember, a neighbour is anyone whose, need, whose needs you see and whose needs you're able to meet. Then Jesus continues the story and, and he speaks in uh, verse 32. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, he came and looked and passed by the other side. This guy amazes me. He's even worse than the priest. He's walking along. He's enjoying his walk. He sees this guy in trouble. He goes over. He has a look. And then he walks away and does absolutely nothing. It's amazing. This guy, he helps in the temple, but he wouldn't assist the needy. By now, I guess the guy on the floor, we know he's beaten. We know he's been pulled off his horse. We know that uh, he's been left to die. Literally, the Bible says Jesus said he was left to die. He's, he's on the floor. He probably is bleeding. He's moving out of consciousness. Life is draining from his body. Then in the distance, he hears the, the hooves of a donkey and a man singing. At that moment, he musters enough strength to open one eye to see who was coming. And he sees a Samaritan. Oh, his heart sinks. His pulse begins to slow. Why? In Luke 10, 33. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came he, where he was. And when he saw him, ah, oh, this man had compassion for him. Compassion, kindness and goodness. The word compassion means to have the bowels yearn. That's not a little wind after a curry. That means to have the inward parts move in toward the need. Jesus reveals that the life of the Good Samaritan had the two fruits, the two fruit of the Spirit in action, as he touches the need, kindness and goodness are at work. The Samaritan wasn't this man's neighbour. In fact, they were enemies. They detested, despised one another with a passion. But he was moved with compassion, an inner stirring, a deep motivation, an unnatural love, a desire to help. Kindness poured from his heart and the response to do good moved him in this moment in Luke 10 34 so he went to him and he bandaged his wounds he then poured oil and wine on him do you know what kindness doesn't look at the obstacle it looks for the opportunity Maybe you and I at some point, I'm going to point the finger at myself. Maybe I need to look for the opportunity rather than the obstacle that is in the way. I want to encourage us all 
to allow this fruit of the spirit of kindness, random acts of kindness, showing and doing good toward others. What happens next? He showed kindness. He bandaged his wounds. He poured oil and gave wine. Kindness being poured out. Then we see him. He sets uh, and he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Here we see the goodness of the Samaritan rising in his heart for the needs of this stranger that he's found. See, the word goodness in the Greek is agathosumi, which means, or the word agathos means good, to show good to one another. It refers to someone who's selfless, using their resources to help change people's lives and the condition of their life for the better. So here, the Samaritan, in his kindness and goodness, not only showed it in his words, but showed it in his actions. Luke 10, 35. On the next day when he departed, he took two denarii, two, two denarii and gave it to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him. And whatever more you spend, I when I come again, I will repay you. The goodness in the heart of the Samaritan revealed generosity. An overwhelming sense to meet the man's need. Even though he didn't know him. He'd only just met him. He was a Samaritan. He was a Jew. There was a natural separation. But there was a heart to show good and kindness. And to this complete complete stranger, he gives two days wages to look after him. Amazing. And he says, if there's a further cost... I will meet that need. This shows the generosity, the big heartedness, the charitableness, the financial blessing that he was willing to meet and the kindness to support that need. Then Jesus swings around to the lawyer and asks him the same question in Luke 10, 36. So which of these three do you think was the neighbour to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, and I love these next four words. Go and do likewise. Oh, if there's anything that we can take away from this message tonight. It's that you and I, that we would go and do likewise. That we would show kindness and goodness into the lives of those around us kindness and goodness is a fruit waiting to produce itself in the lives of everyday people in this world are we willing to be inconvenienced you know sometimes when you're walking down the high street and these people with their surveys come up to you i often will turn around especially only if it's a guy turn around and say look you tell me what you've got to tell me But before you do, let me tell you what I want to tell you and just share the gospel of how much Jesus loves them and cares for them. Very often by the time I get to that that conversation, they're no longer trying to sell me or uh, um, um, get me to sponsor something. They're just amazed at the conversation that they've just had. Are we willing 
to be inconvenienced, willing to sacrifice, sacrifice our time, our plans and giving of our money? Are we willing to stop our agenda to help the needs of somebody else? What a great thought. Are we willing, like this Samaritan, to step into the worlds of other people? You know, one of the things I was chatting to Jono uh, Nate earlier on this afternoon is, is about helping support the homeless. And we suddenly came up with a plan where we'd go into uh, where, the, where the, um, the hubs are down at Gospel High Street um, in, in Walpole Park area and, and just go down there where, where the cabins are and do a Christmas carol service for them down there for the homeless. Why not? Acts of kindness and taking some goodie bags that will bless them during the Christmas time. You may want to be involved. Let me know. Christians going into our world. Can you imagine what it would look like this week if we all took hold of Jesus' words? Can you imagine if we all went out of our way to meet the needs or to support or to be a blessing to somebody else? That actually we don't walk down the street blind to the need. But we actually look for the opportunity. That's what Jesus is really teaching. And then he says, now you go and you do likewise. Family Church, let's express the fruit of the Spirit this week. Let's express kindness and goodness to those that we live with, work with, to those that we live next door to to those in our community, to those that we meet in the store, to those that go before us. and Let's show that kindness and that goodness. I pray that every one of us catches a hold of this tonight. Because this week, not only as we show kindness to others, will we experience kindness shown back. But as a church, at this very time, in this very moment, we could see many lives blessed by expressing the goodness and the kindness of the Spirit in the lives of other people. I trust that tonight you would have been blessed by the Word of God and that the Holy Spirit drops in your, in your life this week those that you could express goodness and kindness to. May God bless you and keep you. And may he just empower you to live this life this week and forevermore. Let me just pray. You may be watching this tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, but you've seen something, heard something, saw something in which Jesus taught that you want in your life. Jesus went around doing good healing all that were sick and oppressed of the enemy because the anointing of God was upon him. He went around doing good. He went, ar went around showing kindness. I want to be like him and doing just that in the world in which I live. Jesus, I thank you that even tonight there may be someone watching that just needed to hear this message. And I pray, Father, that you would move in might and power and reveal your love 
and your favour and your blessing and your forgiveness. Lord, I pray that there will be those right now and the burden of sin be removed from off their shoulder. Father, I thank you that you are the light of this world. And Father, I pray that you would bring light and truth into every heart and every life, every ear that is heard tonight. Father, we thank you for the manifestation of your word in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless your family, church. Have an amazing week. Let this week be an adventure of goodness and kindness flowing from your life. In Jesus' name, amen.